I would like to read for emphasis a particular passage of the gospel text as a way of setting the stage for our conversation this morning. And it says, the word became flesh and made its dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one who is the only son of God, who came from the father full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. For our time this morning, I'd like to speak to you from this thought, the one that is before us. The one that is before us. I can only imagine what it was like to turn your back on the family business and to venture out into the wilderness. It seems that John the Baptist, as he is known, had every opportunity to live a regular life. He was giving all the accoutrements of a father who was a priest and a mother who was saintly in her devotion toward Yahweh. It would seem that John's path to middle-class success was paved already. But I like the way that Luke brings this into being. Luke chapter three, verse one says, in the 15th year, in the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor, and on and on. And out of all these strange places, God sent a word to the wilderness. It is this word, this motif that John expands upon in his own time and his own context. It is this word that disturbed John. It is this word that would not allow him to find peace doing anything else but taking up ministry in the places of life that people found barren. I couldn't imagine what it was like for John straining to make sense of this call, but yet knowing that his life is devoted toward this task of speaking this unutterable word, shaking the times, having to call leaders into account, having to tell hard truths, having to be a difficult sermon in a world that sings imperial praises. And God has this unique word this word of difficulty, this word of, this word of joy, but this word of contrast. It is this word, small w, that became this word, big w. It is this word that grabbed John. It is this word that grabs us this morning. For we are gathered here trying to make sense of the big w word. This word that had us leave things of the familiar, things of the close by, having to leave relationships and understandings and attachments that have anchored us to this world in ways that may not have been helpful. All because we've been disturbed by this word, this word that John speaks of about John the Baptist is this word that is before John. And it comes after John, which then anchors John's testimony. 
It is realizing that this big W word calls us because it called us from time. It calls us through time for us to make sense of our time now. It is this big W word, this mediator between God and flesh. John taking time to carve this out, the writer of the Gospel of John, taking time to carve this out, writing to refute the Gnostics of the time, who had strange dualism understandings that caused them to miss the fullness of who Christ was. So Jesus is the one that reconciles. Jesus is the word. He is the word in flesh, fully God and fully human. It is this word, this fully embodied word that manifested in John's wilderness. It is this fully embodied word that motivated John the Baptist to speak to power and look it in the eye. And to say that you are wrong for what you are doing and the ways in which you are conducting yourselves will be met with the justice of an almighty God. So the question then becomes of us, how do we model this? How do we wrestle with this? This is not something new. William Temple, he wrestled with this as the philosopher preacher. He, the philosopher, theologian, he wrestled with this because he understood that to understand the incarnate Christ is to understand why this world cannot persist in its mediocrity. It cannot revel in its hatred because we are real bodies experiencing this world in real time and God cares about each and every one of us. And it is this big W word that caused this Archbishop of Canterbury to lead and to write, to organize and to plan, because he understood that theology in a book is theology that's incomplete. It must be lived. It must be engaged and embodied. It must vibrate through one's cells and one's inside so that what happens is that it becomes contagious. The incarnation was not a one-time act. It was an opportunity for us to all come alive. To realize that God is inside of each and every one of us. But this world causing us to think that our matter, our physicality, the material world that we live in is less than what God created. Gnosticism is alive and well. So the question then becomes for us today, how shall we live? It means that this incarnate word must be something that we take into ourselves and live it out. Live it out in how we engage one another in the micro encounters of the day. It should be discernible that we've encountered this risen Lord. John had the courage and the audacity to preach about a Jesus who hasn't healed anyone yet. He had the audacity to tell that there is one ahead of me who's greater than me. And I'm willing to pay the price for something that I see that has not materialized. Because the one ahead of me is the one who called me from the beginning. It seems that God has me betwixt and between his providence and his grace. I can't escape the plan of God. 
John couldn't escape. Therefore, him being caught in this web of grace, he had to proclaim that this God cares about this world. And you should too. Therefore, it is in this Jesus, this incarnate word, that we see God in flesh for us to behold so that we can know that what God calls us to be can be in our flesh. It may be messy. It may be strange, but it is not impossible. The incarnation rules out impossibility. For it made the impossible possible, and it does to this very day. Shall we, as we grow faint in our responsibilities and tired in the mundane realities of our day, can we keep our eye on the one that is before us? Because Jesus is also one that called us so that I'm able to sustain in the present. Find sustenance, my sister and brother, at this table. This place where we can find plenty. God calls us to this place so that we can be God's incarnation in the world. Amen.